Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, on a Friday morning, a snowy Friday morning, by my good friend, Rich Rebar. We are going to break down, from a betting perspective, the four divisional round games. Uh, we we got good games. I am actually, honestly, I'm expecting all of these games other than Green Bay, San Francisco to offer a little bit of intrigue. Um, I don't think Green Bay, San Francisco is going to be all that intriguing, but Stroud will make the Ravens sweat for at least like five seconds, you know, and Lamar might make the Ravens sweat for a second. You know, he's, he's it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's very interesting. But I, I think we, we all have mostly... Good games here. We 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 had some good games last week. Even you know it was uh it it was all right. Super Wild Card weekend was all right. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, not really. We didn't have that many close games, which is always unfortunate. At least you want to like have something towards the end of the game, right? Like just anything kind of have us latch onto. They were kind of one sided games. Props to the Packers. You were on it. Uh, you know, I would, I thought the Packers had no shot of winning that game, and they cooked. Uh, I was lucky to get out of there a Dallas team total. That I yeah, the deserve. the the reverse <laughs> the reverse though was I thought the Eagles were gonna handle their business. Oh, I yeah. thought the Eagles were gonna no, get right. And um, you ever you seen know, a team quiet quit like that in the playoffs? Like when was the last time like in the playoffs? We've seen teams do that. Like we were the, just like three weeks the, ago. Like the twenty the twenty twenty one Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. against the Buccaneers. Remember that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they just, they just folded. They just, they were like, you know what? We we don't got, we don't got the horses. Yeah, the Chargers, uh, the Chargers are a good one. Remember the Connor Cook Raiders playoff start? <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, funny, yeah. that was a quitting. Then the Eagles, the Eagles looked like they just had no interest in playing that game. They just looked ill-prepared, looked like no one wanted to play. They were ready to just punch their bags, man. <laughs> you got to fire Sirianni, right? I mean, it just feels it feels like you can't, to me, I mean, McCarthy is the most obvious firing because you can't have your team get skunked like that at home in a playoff game. But, but I think you could argue Sirianni's worse because your job as a head coach, more or less, is to get your guys ready to play, to have them ready to go. Like, especially if you are a guy who doesn't call plays, which Sirianni does not. What would you say you do here, Nick Sirianni, if you've got everyone showing up and no one fucking wants to be there? Like, what is what is your job, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. It's stuff that I think is going to come out. And I saw, like, we're recording this Friday morning. They're meeting today, right? Isn't it Jeffrey Lowry? They're meeting today, like, yeah. kind of discuss everything. It's curious. It'll be interesting to see what happens after that. 
after that meeting, because like you said, he's not a coordinator. You know, a lot of these coaches have a two-way go, right? Like they do something else for their organization. Like Sirianni is as a delegator, which is, you know, we don't have many of those. There's not many of those coaches around anymore. And a lot of them, a lot of the ones that are delegators, they're, they're, they're out, right? I mean, they're, they are being, they're being replaced. Vrabel replaced, gone. Belichick, gone. You know, these, these deleg and, I mean the the Belichick. He thing, was the so. GM, baby. Yeah, we could do we could we could do an hour on uh like the last like twenty four months of the Patriots and Bill Belichick and GM and like why it makes no it actually makes no sense for the Falcons to hire him. It'd be like it's gonna be like one of the worst hires of all time. It's gonna be so because you know he's just gonna hire one of his buddies as a coach. I, something I had not realized. People pointed this out on Twitter was that um his assistants are just bailing like uh, the, the wide receiver coach for the Patriots this year quit mid season to go be hired as the Syracuse university wide receivers coach. Like, <laughs> like even like even people who have been loyal to him forever, are just like, dude, I don't want no fucking part of this anymore. This sucks, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how, see how it plays out, but Hey man, we got all off season to talk about these coaches. We still got some good games, and what? Well, only one of these isn't a rematch from the res- uh, regular season. So uh, historically, though, this has been a good round of the postseason. Favorites still are like really good, but uh, favorites are really bad at covering. Like underdogs have been great, which means we're getting closer games than implied uh, in this round. Usually, I mean, uh, underdogs are forty-seven and thirty-seven against the spread. Uh, since these NFL went to 32 teams. So we've got some big lines too. Like three of these four games are pretty big lines. I think you can make the case for every underdog covering uh, this week. The last time all four favorites covered in the divisional round was 2006. So we we do get uh, closer games than implied this week. And hopefully we do get some this weekend. Yeah. All right. First game, we have the Houston Texans traveling to play against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, of the two main huge spreads, certainly I could say it is uh, <clears throat> would be more likely that the Texans would cover versus the Ravens. You know, Lamar obviously is amazing, but at the end of the day, the Ravens are a team that wants to play good defense and run the ball, and that's just going to lead to narrower spreads. Now, the Ravens have like really death starred some people and i think there are maybe two wrinkles left uh that's left for them to play that we haven't really seen them do the first one is taking odell beckham jr off a a restriction off a snap count restriction and i know it's like oh odell beckham jr like it's 2024 what are we doing i mean he's still he's probably their best wide receiver actually honestly he probably is better than flowers like given that flowers just has so much left to learn and i think we are gonna see the 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 secret of the Ravens thing is the 12 personnel, which weirdly they didn't really do this year. It was the most 11 personnel that they've ever done, which which I think was so important for Lamar developmentally, right? Like just to spend more time in the shotgun, spend more like it was the most dropbacks of his career by a lot. But the the secret when you are as good of a rushing team as the Ravens are is 12 personnel. If both the tight ends can run routes and catch passes is you just, I mean, we saw the Packers do it to the Cowboys last week. It just, it fucks everything up for the defense. So I, I'm still taking the Ravens, no disrespect intended to CJ Stroud, who's been unbelievable, but I I'm still taking the Ravens minus nine, nine and a half here. 
Yeah, I think this game. I think this game is a shot to go over too. You yeah, know, depending. I I saw there was some stuff you know early, but like we saw like last week, like when we get to the eleventh hour, like a lot of these things move in the NFL. I mean, the weather really didn't impact a lot last week. Granted, the Bills game got moved. That that it did impact that. But by the time the Bills played, like it was just cold and it was fine. The Chiefs played in the cold, but like that game really, like Mike McDaniel impaired more of that game or Tua impaired more of that game than any type of weather. Like the Chiefs threw the ball fine in that game. So, and then when we got to the Buccaneers game, there was no weather stuff there. So I think even this week, you know, we'll, we'll wait just till the games go, but we probably won't get there. I think this game has a shot to go over. Uh, I think that the. The Ravens, I definitely think, will throw better than they did the first time these teams. So these teams played all the way back in the season opener, which literally was a whole other year ago. Yeah. Uh, it was Stroud's first career start. I will say, though, like the, the Ravens in general, like just having Lamar is such a huge difference. I mean, you look at him the past three years, they're 28 and 12 with him, three and seven without him. Uh, he is one and three in the playoffs. So like people, until he like finally gets over that hump, we're going to see the same stuff. If they lost this game, like Twitter's going to be unbearable, right? Like the, the Lamar... Uh, I can't even, I can't people. even, I, 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 it's like, honestly, I would be more, I mean, I'm going to be really upset, obviously, if the Chiefs lose, but I'm going to be a similar amount of upset if, if the Ravens and Lamar lose this I game. I don't think they will. They, they, I don't think they will. Everything lines up better. I mean, you look at the, where Houston's had a lot of their disadvantages is they've, they've been really bad against the play action pass. They're 31st in the NFL and yards are passed up against play action. They're 30th in completion rate a lot against play action. Obviously, Lamar's been excellent in those two categories this season. And when the Houston hasn't gotten pressure on the quarterback, they've been uh, even, you know, just as bad. 27th in completion rate, 25th in yards or pass attempt. Lamar, though, has had his best year under pressure. He leads the NFL in yards or pass attempt under pressure this season. So even if they do get home, I think it's Lamar's going to have a pretty solid game. And then you look at Houston, they've been a very, you know, cattywampus team, like on the road and at home. Stroud, 308 passing yards per game at home, 231 per game on the road. We've seen guys in Baltimore, like Baltimore's been like really dusted some teams in Baltimore this season. I probably don't want to lay these points. I feel like Saturday is a perfect teaser spot. You know, you, if you want to do the, the I, I've seven. already, I, so I have already bet this, not, not the, not the teaser, but the, the combo of the minus nine of both of them. So I've got the, I, I think if you take the Ravens 49ers, both minus nine and a half, you can get it to, I think it's plus two ninety. If you move it down to a touchdown. So if you just move yeah, it to so minus can... six, it's a uh, plus one thirty, I think. Yeah, you can do the the, the traditional, but you uh, you can do the minus seven and take both teams to minus two and a half. I think that's probably pretty solid too as well. You compare this game, I think, with another game too. Like you could take the bucks up to like, you know, if you want to do like the six pointer, you take the bucks up to like twelve and a half, or you know, the, the what the Chiefs or whatever. But the, this feels like a big teaser uh, weekend because we got some of these huge lines, or you could take some of these teams up. Like you can just take uh, the the Texans up to like 16 and a half, you know, if you want to do something like that, but uh, th definitely there's a lot of uh, fun you can have with it. But yeah, I, th I think I'm more like on the over bringing this down tighter. I think there, you can make an argument, I think just to take the big number and just hope that like, you backdoor the nine and a half. But I think the Ravens definitely win this game though, for sure. Yeah. To be surprised. So, so what I'm worried about with the Texans is just that they, they just don't have any it's it's kind of the same problem as the Chiefs in the sense of like they've got one really good wide receiver and it's kind of just all on Stroud to do his thing, which works. Yeah. Uh I mean, obviously I mean it worked phenomenally against the Cleveland Browns and and the Colts or whatever. And 
to Bobby Sloan's you also credit. Had a, you faced the team that we knew going in, and we talked about it here last week. Like, listen, Flacco's been turning the ball over. Like, you get in the yes. playoffs, like, you if you lose the, the turnover battle in the playoffs, like, it's magnified even better. And the Texans took advantage of that rematch. We didn't talk about the rematch potentially being just better for the Texans because they were getting Flacco for a second time, and they were able to calibrate, and they did. They let Derek Stingley shadow Damari Cooper. They kind of took him out of like the game plan a little bit. And, you know, when Amari didn't have 270 receiving yards, the Browns were a little bit grasping for some other players to do something on offense outside of him and Njoku because that team had no run game the entire year after the Chubb injury. Um, and it did. They took advantage of it. But this weekend, I mean, are they going to be able to do stuff like that? Like we're going to get Mark Andrews back. Like we've got just better ancillary guys in the Ravens. They're like no one's a world beater. Like Odell's not a world beater, but like he had averaged his highest yards per catch of his career, his yeah. most yards per target since 2015. Like he was an effective downfield player. Even the Dusty guys, like they get a little bit out of Aguilar. They've got a little bit out of you know. Obviously, I likely played well the final month, and they're gonna probably not put him completely back in the bottle, like he said. So like they've got some guys here. Whereas the Texans, it's really just Nico Collins. And then, like, the secondary guys are Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary. And against this Ravens defense, it's hard to see those guys, like, really doing a lot. Yeah, it is. It is just going to be – it is just going to be very difficult. So, I think it's just an up – and, uh, you know, it doesn't mean C.J. Stroud is bad. Uh, it, it does – you know, we we don't need – like, he, he already has accomplished quite a bit getting to the stage and winning a playoff game, losing to – They won the division and won a playoff game in his rookie year. Like, yeah. It's a double – that's a win. Yeah, it is. All right. The Green Bay Packers traveling to the San Francisco 49ers. I, uh, so I, I did dynasty rankings this week. I went through and, and redid all of them. I do this next week. I, uh, I moved Jordan Love in Superflex tight end premium up to 10th overall. And you could, you could tell me, honestly, you could be like, Davis, I think he should be six. And I'd be like, I don't know, probably. Like Jordan Love was so successful. And really did just like look at the eyes of that Cowboys defense and said, you guys can't do shit against me. Like he was so impressive, really, the last month of the season. All of that being said, the concerns that that you had last week about the Packers against that Cowboys offense, I mean, but but dude, they are so screwed here. Like the 40 if the 49ers want to, I think they'd be able to put up 50 here. I I don't I do not I, I think it's I see worlds where the Texans can cover. I don't, I don't think the Texans win. I, I really don't see very many worlds where the Packers cover, and it would be one of the biggest upsets in the playoffs of in, that I could remember if the Packers found a way to win this game. The, the 49ers are well-rested. It's been three weeks since they've had to play a real game. That's another thing, too, for the Ravens, is they were a little bit banged up, and they got three weeks without having to play. Like It's just it is such an advantage for the 49ers that I think they're just going to absolutely steamroll here. Yeah. I mean, the Packers were the biggest surprise for me last week. They were awesome. And you look at what Joe Barry did to kind of slow down Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. They, they blitzed at their, one of their lowest rates of the season. They were heavy blitz team. They actually got the least amount of pressure of any wild card team last week. They just dropped back and played like a ton of coverage and invited the Cowboys to kind of check the runs in the first half. It was frustrating, right? Because it, the Cowboys were getting into third and longs regularly because they kept running on second down because Dak kept having to check. He kept getting these looks and kept checking the runs. And you're not going to do that against 49ers, right? Like that's just not like you're kind of damned if you damned if you don't, right? Like if you're going to make the 49ers, you're going to play coverage. You're, they're just going to run Chris McCaffrey down your throat, right? 
And yep. then if you want to come up and you want to play man coverage, if you want to do what the, the Joe Barry's done for the large bulk of the year, play a lot of cover three, play a lot of cover one, then guys like Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle are going to decimate you, right? Because, uh, you know, no one's been better against those coverages this year than Brock Purdy, you know? So you look at it, he's he's got the highest rate, uh, completion rate against cover three, the highest yards or pass attempts. That's like the base defense the Packers have run this year. Uh, they it, When the 49ers have had everyone healthy, because they lost like that three game span where they didn't really have Debo or Trent Williams, but when they have had and Purdy Debo, got concussed, yeah, when they had Purdy, Debo, McCaffrey, yeah, you can kill them all on the field this year. They've averaged seven point three yards per play on offense. Yeah, like absolutely, just an absurd number. It they they are just a team like that. They're just hard to defend, right? Like because there's there's so many mul- they're so multifaceted. Whereas like the Cowboys weren't right. Like the Cowboys didn't have a good run game all year. Outside of C.D. Lamb, not a lot of guys did a lot for them over the course of the season and they, they slowed down cd lamb in the first half of that game he got all his stuff late and the 49ers don't really have like an offense that's built that way you know you take one guy away that another one pops up right like they are the ultimate hydra on, on offense so it is going to be a tough spot i think for the packers to slow down this offense and i do think that there could be some some point potential here for the packers at some point because we've seen the 49ers be kind of fallible at moments for, for a good defense and, and and jordan love is awesome and the wide receivers are all good there you want to talk about a hydra it's like it's like the the ninth wide receiver on the packers bo melton would probably be the second best wide receiver on the chiefs like imagine <laughs> bo melton on the chiefs he'd be dude he'd be he'd be crushing it i mean since week 11 the only quarterback with a higher rating than jordan love is purdy so 21 touchdowns one interception over that span and it's like you said it's it's the winning off of platform right because we saw it again with Tua on saturday night and you know golf's been that way forever like you got to be able to win off structure in the nfl when the play doesn't win can your quarterback still make the play win and jordan loves kind of shown that he has that ability so you feel good if you're a packers fan you know kudos to you yeah no fuck fuck packers fans right it's just (laughs) like it's like great all right you you got Favre, you got rogers and like oh we thought we thought for like two seconds jordan love might be a bust you know that first start against the chiefs he was awful kind of started this year a little slow you know and then nope all right it's all over so it's great we we tried uh, we did not succeed, and now Jordan Love is awesome, and it's just it's, it's it's brutal, honestly. From the outside looking in, it's like they can't keep getting away. Imagine being a Bears fan and just knowing that yeah. that that your organization has no clue how to find a quarterback, and the Packers don't know how to not have a quarterback. It's unbelievable. Dan, I think uh, Matt Lafleur. Obviously, everyone on this coaching tree has been kind of this kind of the story of the season, right? Like this coaching tree. Oh is- yeah is cooking as you want a guy from this tree and you know i think lafleur gets it i think what the adjustments they've made in season shows that they're like a team that understands the assignment how many more guys are there from this tree to get hired <laughs> i mean they just keep breeding him now so like you know like like bobby Sloan got the job last year we'll just continue to see what goes uh you know how often these guys get jobs but that's kind what? of been the story of the year do you think there's a chance that Slowick is a one-year offensive coordinator and gets a head coach job this offseason yeah, I mean, it would be, it would be tough. But It'd be pretty teams, wild. You know, yeah, teams do. Teams uh lo- love to to hire stuff like make those kind of hires though. So, and we've seen teams get younger and younger. As I oh, rather yeah. see a guy, the 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 uh the guys like Slovak at least get a shot than versus like the retreads, right? Like, oh yeah. The team I feel the worst for is the Raiders, and because they all and, and the fan base wants Antonio Pierce, and I get why they want him. He's like a rah rah dude, but like. We've seen like that style of coach like definitely burns like out quick in the NFL. 
and he's going to get fired. He's going to get fired by like week 14 next year. And the the Raiders beat nobody. Like they beat Easton stick. They no, beat, they beat, they beat the chiefs, buddy. Wow. They didn't complete a pass or three quarters in that game, but all the way, look at the, here are the Antonio Pierce's wins. They beat the giants when Daniel Jones left the game and then DeVito came in. Then they beat Zach Wilson the week after that. Uh, also, they like come back and like Michael Mayer caught a touchdown. Again. Then they beat Easton Stick in the game where the Chargers infamously just quit and we're like, we're done with you, Brandon Staley. Then yeah. they did beat the Chiefs and the two the two pick sixes, and then they beat the Broncos and Jarrett Stidham in Week 18. Like, dude, like cool. Like the the rah rah run the ball play defense like can beat those teams. But, like, dude, like that's not a winning that's not a winning formula in the NFL. Like, it's just not. Like in today's NFL, it's just. I, I respect what Antonio Pierce did, but like if they make that hire, they're going to regret it probably in like two seasons. They're going to regret it. No wait, They're going to regret it. Like by like week four, they're going to like lose a, a home game to the Broncos and they're going to be like, fuck, you know, just is, it is what it is. All right. Tampa Bay, Detroit. This is where I'm going to take a dog. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Not even, not even really so much about like, oh, I'm a big Buccaneers guy. And I don't even really know. It's <clears throat> the Eagles. Straight up quit. or just the points? Uh, I mean, I you never take it, never take it, never take a dog that you don't think can win. And I think the Buccaneers can win, which would be absolutely insane that the Buccaneers, who were like supposed to be tanking this season, and like, oh, you got to trade Mike Evans because why would he want to play on a on a tanking team? Uh, has a path to be in the NFC Conference Championship, but really, to me, it just highlights um how wide open things have gotten for the 49ers. Like once once the Cowboys lost and the Eagles decided they didn't care about football anymore, it became and the like. Rams- Losing was big, I think, too, for the 49ers. I think the yeah, that they was match wild. up better with the Lions than the Rams. I mean, I really honestly thought the Rams were just gonna smoke through the through that game. So it is not that I have some tremendous amount of disrespect for the Detroit Lions. I guess probably listeners to the show might think that given that I, I picked against them last week. I'm picking against them this week. Um, but the thing is, is they're just like, uh, I was on that dude. I said, I was like, dude, the difference that game could be McVay versus Dan Campbell. You, oh dude, you were so right. Yeah. The punt with, I mean, by the way, that was a a horrible sequence and a horrible punt. You want to know the worst punt of the whole year? I think was Dak taking that miserable Worst sack I've ever seen. Third and five Dak takes a sack to put them in fourth and 16, but McCarthy calls a punt from his opponent's 42 down 21-0. To me, I think that's got to be, I don't even care the down and distance. It's got to be, it's got to be the worst punt I've ever seen. I mean, it's just totally, it's totally giving up. Yeah, it was awful. But the line, I just think it's, it's that the Lions, obviously they are the the better team. I'm not meaning, uh, I'm not meaning to even, even state that. I think they definitely are better, but they're not six and a half points better. And so if I just think the price, I, I think this is your classic three and a half point favorite is, is what I would make them. Uh, Baker obviously is playing phenomenally well. The Lions passing defense is not that good. And it wasn't that good last week. It was more about no, McVay. Yeah, it was, it was more about, it was more about McVay not being able to get them over the mountain than it was about the Lions, you know, defense stepping up and, uh, you know, I mean, Campbell is going to press these edges because he is so aggressive, which I love. And I'm not, it's not even that I'm rooting against them. And to be honest, healthy Baker Mayfield 
is probably better than Jared Goff. I he really I really think he probably is. Yeah, I mean the whole thing with Goff is the same story, right? You see it on Sunday night. I mean, if you don't pressure, if you don't disrupt Jared Goff, more like more so than all the road. He'll fucking dice you up, dude. Like, dude, if they can just, yeah, he was 19 of 19 when he wasn't pressured in that game. I thought it was 22 of 22. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had 19 and 19. It's something insane. Through through Tree Media, uh, you know, but uh, either way, like, he only threw for four four and a half yards for pass attempt when the Rams, the very little pressure the Rams got. And when these teams played earlier in the year, it was the same story. The Buccaneers only pressured Goff on 27% of his dropbacks in week six. He only had one game with a lower pressure rate all year. The Bucs tried. They blitzed him on 38% of his dropbacks. Just none of the blitzes got home. Only 27.8% of the blitzes in that game created pressure. Uh, for some context, the blitz when they blitzed Jalen Hurts on Monday night, 55% of those blitzes created pressure on Jalen Hurts. Obviously, the Eagles had no damn game plan for that the blitz on Monday night. Part of the reason why they quiet quit. But uh, the very little pressure the Bucks got, they were successful. So that's the key, man. Like the, they have, you have to be able to get pressure on Jared Goff. Like you have to be able to disrupt him. And if you don't, you're not going to win. Like they're going to, the offense is going to be like, cause the Lions' offense it has guys, and um, you know they've got a really core good run game. Uh, they've got a, a real good wide receiver now, Monroe State Brown, and their ancillary guys can do enough. And then they've got Laporta still too. So like you've got to be able to disrupt Goff because he's going to win in the play structure. We've seen Ben Johnson too, a guy that gets it like. You just have to pressure Goff. And can the Bucks do that? We know they're going to try. We know Todd, Todd Bowles is at least going to try. But the reason I think for you, like the same reason I agree with you, is like this line is too big because this Lions pass defense, dude, it's just so It's bad. booty, like, dude. It's I mean, so bad. It's not even bad. Since these teams played in week six, they have allowed the highest yards for pass attempt in the NFL, the 31st in passing yards per game, the 29th in touchdown rate. The past four weeks, they've allowed a 300-yard passer and – multiple passing touchdowns. I mean, Nick Mullins threw for almost 400 yards in both games against them, 411, 396. Dak had 350. Stafford had 370 on Sunday. So I do think there's a lot of opportunity here. And Baker looked healthier on Monday. He actually played really well. Out of the wild card quarterbacks, I thought Baker was one of the better guys. Uh, if his, if we get a couple more catches from Mike Evans and Kate Ott, and uh, his line looks absolutely bonkers in that game. He was throwing beams. In that game, so I think he's the, the, this. This state of the Lions' pass defense is going to keep teams around. Um, I know the Buccaneers did not score a touchdown when these teams played earlier in the year. It was only one of two, but that was the same story with the Eagles, right? Like they had their fewest yards in a game against the Eagles, uh, and they came back and we seen with the retrofitted Eagles, you know, defense that was completely worse. They shredded them, and that's kind of the spot here. Like this Lions' pass defense is just so much worse than what they faced earlier in the year. And there was a shot for them to make plays in that game. In that game, Mike Evans had a 90-yard touchdown he, he would have scored on. That was a tip pass that got intercepted. He was completely naked. Baker uh, overthrew Trey Palmer for a touchdown in that game. So there's going to be chances to make plays here. I think this game is definitely tighter. I think this game could potentially go over. Um, but this is another one. Yeah, I think the line is is pretty big here. Yeah, I, I think you are. I think you are. Uh, yeah, you obviously you're exactly correct. We're, we, are, we are copacetic here. It's it's not that I, oh the, the Lions stink. Like I'm not, uh, you know Dan Campbell. Like don't pull the receipt on me. I'm not rooting against you. I just I think the Lions win still. I think yeah. six and a half's big. I think this is another one. If you're doing the Sunday teaser, even you can t- you can take you can make the Bucks larger. You can shrink the the Lions. You can take the Chiefs up. Uh, you could do so. uh if you were just wanting to do like a little fun same game parlay. I think you do Bucks plus six and a half Baker like alternate over 300 passing yards 
Mike Evans anytime TD and like David Montgomery over on his rush attempts or something like that. I already hammered the Rashad White unders in this game. They opened up pretty ludicrous, but I mean, you can't run on the Lions. Honestly, the Lions should think about being worse against the run. They should let teams run on them, right? Like they need more of that old Brandon Staley Chargers mentality. No one's rushed for 69. No running backs rushed for more than 69 yards in a game against them this season, but they just keep funneling people to throw the ball on them. And that's, they can't stop the pass. They should let people run on them a little bit more. That is, I, I mean, isn't that, that's what like a lot, that's what like a lot of, um, it's like what a lot of teams do is they make that decision. Like they're like, yeah, run on us, brother. We don't care. Just uh, don't teams will do that. Two teams do that against Kansas city a lot, uh, which is a good little say, well, teams used to do it against Kansas city. And now uh, they're just, they're just, you know, chiefs don't yeah. win any games. All right. Well, they're boring. Listen, I, 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 I'm taking the chiefs to win straight up. I, man, I am having a bad time. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't. Ever since it became clear that this was going to be the matchup, I have not been happy about it. I just, I think that the Bills are a better team, and the best thing that the Chiefs can root for is just for McDermott to do what McVay does and just be way too conservative. Well, I think or it sets for- up a lot like last week, right? Like. I mean, the Bills have so many injuries. It's yeah, like, yeah, like they the are Dol- very banged up. Like the chief, the Chiefs got a little bit of a punch up, a little bit of spice on their offense, and they actually looked functional on offense. It's not like they're the, the old Chiefs well, are walking well, through that door. Well, let's not let's say let's say they look functional. 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 How many fucking times can you get to the eight yard line? and not generate a touchdown. I mean, how many yeah. times we get we get a block in the back, we get Mahomes thinking he's going to get a flag for roughing the passer and he doesn't get it. We got Mahomes getting his fucking helmet cracked. It's just like but we've seen the but we've seen now the last two times the Chiefs have played with their full offense. I mean, they have 400 yards of offense. Uh the you know, five and a half yards per play on Saturday against Miami, the the week 17 game against the Bengals, seven yards per play. Like they've been moving the football. Like you said, it's the conversions in the red zone that have been like the last obstacle. But I'm not expecting the like 2018 Chiefs to walk through that door at any point. Like they that, no, like at no point. The same thing I told you, like with the Eagles, I speak like we can't bet on like that happening. The Chiefs aren't just gonna turn it on. They only have three good players on offense. Well, four, I mean, three good players outside of Patrick Mahomes on offense. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about, how about two? How about two? It's Pacheco and it's rice. Kelsey, yeah. dude, Kelsey, you are, you are banished from being Travis Kelsey until you go through one game with zero drops. I mean, the he's second going to be productive here. He's, I don't know, man. Those drops were like, that was so out of character. That was the, they were, t- he had three and one half. This, Do you think he's gonna retire too? No, no. I I think the only the only chance of retirement is if they win the Super Bowl. That's it. Because Jason, you know, it's like these guys are obviously positioning themselves to do more after football, which obviously I think Jason's gonna have a lot more success than Travis will in that regard. Uh, but Jason he is he he is phenomenal on yeah, dude, he's on so the microphone. Good. Yeah, he, he's great. Um, but obviously, Travis, if he gets married to Taylor Swift, will never have to worry about anything again for the rest of his fucking life. He'll be the, but be this, but the man. Bills, man. And I know they'll probably get Russell Douglas back. We'll see if they get Terrell Dotson back. But we know they're not going to have Terrell Bernard. Like, they already had lost Milano and Travis White. We know that. Like, you know, does Taron Johnson clear concussion protocol? The Chiefs now have a two-day rest advantage because the Bills game got moved. Yep. Uh, the the Chiefs are literally, the under Andy Reid, the best team with rest disadvantage. Uh, 
in the league since they've had him. So like they're getting like they're getting all these like micro edges to kind of shave down. And then the one thing I think still the best unit of all the of all the units that are on the field in this game, the Chiefs, Chiefs defense is the best unit yeah. in this game. When these teams played, because this is the the most recent rematch they played in Week 14, because three like I said, three of these four games are rematches. The Bills scored on two of their opening three drives. They scored they they go up 14 nothing. They do absolutely nothing the rest of the game. The Chiefs absolutely nuke them. When Josh Allen wasn't pressured in that game, they un, not even under pressure. He was 12 of 23, 4.7 yards for pass attempt. The, the Chiefs can take away Stephon Diggs. The, the seen... death the death of Stephon Diggs uh has yeah. it's actually not been greatly exaggerated. That like Stephon Diggs had you remember, you know the last time Stephon Diggs had a 100-yard game? It was like week 6. October 15th was the last time he had 100 yards. That's And this wild. isn't the game. So the Chiefs the Chiefs have allowed more than 73 yards to a wide receiver one this season. And they faced Tyreek Hill twice, Devontae Adams twice, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ra, Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase. Diggs himself only had 24 yards. And the one thing like the Bills have, like the Chiefs, is if they're like star players and going, their star player is Josh Allen. You know, he has to carry so much. Like, they're they're very much like the Chiefs on offense in that like they've got j- Jamokes like these guys aren't that good, uh, and they, they we've seen that's why they're so inconsistent on offense is because Josh Allen has to do so much damn lifting now the back half of the year because Stephon Diggs isn't carrying this offense. So you've had some games where James Cook has punched up and they've looked good. You've had a couple moments where Shakir's made some big plays, but like you got and they finally started to get religion this final month and start to use Kincaid as a downfield player instead of just near the line of scrimmage. But it's literally they've just asked the, Josh Allen to do the same thing the Chiefs have done with Mahomes this year. Like, dude, here you go, buddy. Win us the game. Like, win us the game because they are not getting anything out of these really these ancillary guys. And it's why these two teams have been so inconsistent on offense. It's why you see games like the Bills where they beat the Chiefs right, and then the next week almost come out and lose to the Chargers. Almost like, lost the like, Easton stick. Like, you know, you like that's why because like they don't have like these ancillary playmakers that are reliable. It's literally Josh Allen, Superman us, Superman us some shit, Josh Allen. And like, he's done it for the large parks. He's that damn good. And I do think the chiefs defense is the best unit on the field in the game, in this game on, on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh that is a hundred percent correct. Uh, all right. Let me and if read those injuries in the middle of the field for the bills. Like if they come, if we get to it, and like I said, we don't know who's going to be active yet, but if we come into that game on Sunday. We know like, cause the, the Chiefs picked the Dolphins apart in the middle of the field last week. They just picked them apart, like with yeah, Jerome Baker did. out. Imagine, imagine if McCole Hardman uh, actually finished a route one time in his life. Well, that's what they get. You listen, you McCole Hardman has shown zero points through his career. This point, he's like a, an actual functional wide receiver. He's better than Sky Moore. I mean, I would rather have Hardman out there. People, people are saying, people were saying to me like, oh, like Scott, because Sky is back at practice this week, and they're like, oh, like yeah, like at least Sky is back, and then we won't have to watch Hardman. I'm like, no, you guys are wrong. Hardman way better than Sky Moore. Like way, like not even close. Like way better. I will say, I think that if you don't like, if you just can't decide, right? Like you, you're not going to lay the two and a half. You're not going to money line the Chiefs because you, you don't really need the two and a half. If you're gonna, if you're picking the Chiefs at there, like I, I think this game also still set way too high, right? Like this game, the the first time these teams played, both teams would prefer to play a game where it went under. Honestly, I think it's going under. I think this game is similar to the last, the last time they played. Like I, I just don't think either of these offenses are going to be able to consistently be good enough to score. And like the Chiefs, like I said, one of they shown us they're going to score thirty five on anybody this year, and. 
I think these two defenses are going to be able to do enough. I think the injuries for the Bills are probably maybe an equalizer where I do kind of give the edge to the Chiefs. I think this game is definitely tight. But it's 45 and a half, so I think that's even too high. Yeah, yeah. I think you are. I think you are right. Uh, Let me read a quote to you from the left tackle of the Buffalo Bills. This will be the last uh, point that I'll make here. Left tackle Deion Dawkins said, Pat Mahomes has only been here once. So he's never been here. Simple as that. Pat has never been in the Bills stadium in full. The environment will be different. And not to say it's in our favor, but stadium is our favor. Stadium is us. That helps us. I don't care what no one says. This is the most dope feeling I've ever had. We're having two back-to-back playoff games at home. Come on now. Like, we get to leave and go eat wings. It's cool. So good luck. I don't think talking shit to Pat Mahomes in the playoffs is a good strategy. I'll just say, I'm going to say that. I think that, I think that Pat 36 touchdowns, seven interceptions in the postseason. You want to hear, you want to hear a fucking crazy Pat stat. They're all crazy. If if they win, he'll have the most playoff wins before turning 30. Pretty good. Pretty good. I got a good one. Pat Mahomes, I believe is the all time playoff leading rusher for the Kansas city chiefs. Most, most rushing. that. I mean, that's wild. That is, uh, yeah. I mean, he's the best. If this ends up being a down year for him, whatever it ends, you know, if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's fine. I mean, I don't really I think believe they're live that here. Uh, obviously, if you're the Bills, though, like this is like you have to win this one, right? Because like this this rivalry has been pretty even, but the Bills all their wins are in the postseason or pre or regular season. All the po- the Chiefs are two and zero against them. They can't get over the juggernaut. Now you're at home, right? Like this Chiefs is like this iteration of the Chiefs has some weaknesses. Like you got to win this one if you're the Bills, right? Like the, this is the boogeyman game. Like if you don't win this one, like you're gonna feel like you're cursed. Like you can't, like you can't win this one. If you can't win this one, then you're just the the fucking '80s Bills again. You're you're the Jim Kelly Bills, right? I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting because I think there's a lot of storylines may have seen. It's funny that it keeps lining up to where like, all right, well, the Chiefs kind of are getting an okay draw again, like. And they might, and if we see the, the Ravens, you know, get them again, because it'll be the same thing we talked about. I, I think this is the cleanest path the Ravens have had to get to the Super Bowl, too. And it's like one of those things with like Lamar, like, all right, Lamar, now I've backed you to this point. Like, you got to go do it. Like, it's, it's, it's right in front of you. Like, this is like everything is lined up perfectly for you. Um, so, they, yeah, I don't know. But I, I kind of like the Chiefs a little bit outright, though. Like I said, I think it's a tight game. I'm definitely not saying like the Bills are getting stopped. I think it's a tight game. I just think. There's there's like no scenario where the Bills get stomped. No, no, no. And and I just think you're going to give me points with Mahomes. Like I've, it's typically you know that, that at endeavor. the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's pretty good logic. I mean, this version of the Chiefs, it is like you know a lot of the things that have applied to the Chiefs in the past don't apply because this is the worst offense that is that you you could. Have. I mean, still just play off like, Pat with points though. It is, it is, and and he is like. I guess the other thing is, is it's like, I see nothing in his play outside of the Raiders game that made me worry about him at all. The Raiders game, he clearly was just like so frustrated and was just playing for Pat. That was a terrible game. Like he played pretty bad relative to his baseline and that second half. But like, 
I I did. I kind of did get that feeling against the Dolphins, you know, where it was like I I've been trying to steal away my insides. Like, don't let these don't let these dudes. He gets you. a long scramble. Gets it was that. Scramble. It was the it was the scramble down to the five, and I'm like, dude, he just is so good. He's that is the man, you know, like that is the guy who makes me feel like a kid watching football. He's Again. almost underappreciated though. It is crazy. He's so so. We're almost in like a little like he's been in the LeBron zone. Like for a while. Oh, people, he's all, it's already um, like, oh, the Chiefs are always whining. They always get all the calls. They always get all the flight. Like, we're already there. We're already to the Brady Manning zone where people just do not want the Chiefs to succeed anymore. They're already over it. Well, that's the other, uh, the other thing in this game, too, is that uh, uh, Sean Hockley is the uh, referee. And, you know, Bills fans are probably on tilt. Uh, because they've been so bad with with Sean Hockley, they don't. Like, he's another one of these guys that doesn't really call defensive pass interference. Uh, we kind of that was kind of a big deal too in the Dolphins game. The Chiefs did get away with a couple of them. Uh, we talked about that like kind of being a, like a thing for their favor last week, and they kind of got the best uh, assignment this week too. Um, I know Bills fans are going to probably freak out of it because you know it is. It's one of those things, man. The Chiefs have been absolutely are awesome with with this crew. And they've been good against like with a lot of people, but the the Bills have been bad with this crew, and the Chiefs have been really awesome. So it's kind of another weird weird dynamic here. It's in favor of the Chiefs, like these little micro edges, having the rest, having the injury advantage, having maybe the referee advantage. Yeah, well, I'm I'm praying. You got what's your what's your favorite DFS angle? Mine is using Debo instead of McCaffrey. Debo on the four game slate is going to be like. 5% maybe, and he's 7,700. He's the second most expensive wide receiver. But if Debo outscores CMC, like you are just, you are, you're totally free rolling. I mean, in the larger field stuff, like you just have to hope CMC doesn't shadow realm you. You got to hope it's like a 20 point CMC game because he's going to be so wildly popular. And even on DraftKings, like he's not hard to play because I think he's 8-8 eight, eight on DraftKings. Um, which isn't that hard to fit into a bunch of stuff. So, but larger field, you're going to want to get away from him, even though, you know, it's, it's like a couple spots. Uh, we were in this spot a couple weeks ago, the game he left the Washington game where he was just going to be so immensely popular. Right. And you're just like the larger your field size goes, you just have to hope he doesn't have the, the 30 to 40 point game. You get a 20 point game at his salary. Then you're just wide open. Um, I, I think it is wide open at running back. I want to build some wide receiver heavy teams for sure this week. Uh, probably if you're like I said, larger field size too, you go up, you want to want to avoid these lions guys too, uh, out, outside of Amara, just cause they're going to be so popular and you're not going to get anything you hit. Like if you get to Jamison Williams touchdown, cool. You and 40% of the field got it or, or Josh Reynolds. So like maybe you flip and you do like a Trey Palmer, right? Like you play the opposite side of that. I like Baker a lot too this week, just because of the stuff we talked about, uh, Baker, Amon Ra, Mike Evans, so starting with something like that as like your core stack. I'm kind of into that. I like that. I uh, I I like Justice Hill. I like Dawson mm-hmm. Knox. Um, I really like Tucker Craft. So I think the 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 one getting a cheap tight end who gets like a touchdown yeah, is going to be like Kittle big. out of the 49ers guys. Yeah, Kittle Kittle is the. I think he's probably the best tight end play. But my sense is that the Packers actually like Craft more than Musgrave he he was more productive he drew more targets when Musgrave was out than Musgrave was when he was playing like literally every snap and uh, I think the Packers wide receivers will be pretty relatively popular to their projection because it's one of the few ways to save salary although you know Josh Reynolds Jamison Williams those guys will be and um look if the Chiefs do win 
I do think there's like a pretty good chance that Richie James, Hardman, one of these three, Justin Watson, one of these three K wide receivers does have a decent game. And then Shakir, Shakir is probably the best, um, you know, the cheap three K wide receiver. Yeah. I like James Cook. Um, I like James Cook too. It was a similar spot. It's wild. You know, we didn't really talk about it, but like that game probably centers a lot on James Cook that, that, that Bills game, like what they get out of James Cook. And the first time these teams played, like, he was absolutely roasting them. And then like, they just started playing Latavius Murray. Like they do he, he, in the first quarter of that game, James cook had six touches for 80 yards and a touchdown. And then he had nine of 18 backfield touches the rest of the game. Like you gotta just, we got a moratorium, the Latavius Murray playoff shit. Like it can't happen, man. We just can't, you can't, if you're Sean McDermott, like that can't happen. They, uh, they cut, they cut fat they cut net. Lombardi, so. Lombardi, Lombardi's out. Sad. Guess it's Ty Johnson season. Maybe. Yeah, but I don't know. It's fun. It's it's the last one. At least it's the four. There at least the DraftKings was smart and they did the four gamer where you can do main slate four games. Yeah. Better tournaments, better stuff. FanDuel this they dropped the ball this week. They did the two and two, and then you have shitty tournaments. Hate that. All right, man. Let's get out of here. It's Tell the fun, people. Though. Tell the people what they can find on Sharp Football this weekend. And uh, yeah, the same thing, hammering these games in super detail. Uh, robust analysis is out there in them streets. But hey, three games left. We're having fun. Let's enjoy football. I hope it's the games. I hope the games are tight. I hope they're good. And uh, yeah, I hope we get at least one classic. I don't care. I don't. Well, I would prefer it not to be the Chiefs Bills game for my for my own health. But uh, just one classic out of these four games. You know, I mean, it's the best game on paper for sure. So. Yeah obviously it's, it's yeah, the football it fan and, it, and we did last week the one that delivered the sunday night we knew it was gonna be rams lions was gonna be the closest probably the most intriguing close game it was so hopefully we uh get another classic in bills chiefs i know you you don't want it for your own fandom and your your sweat um i just think i'm already feel like my base level heart rate is like a little bit higher this week like i'm just feeling a baseline level of anxiety about Josh it Allen and i versus Mahomes, man like it's it's fun it's fun i hate it i hate it i really would prefer the chiefs to win every game 50 to 0 honestly <laughs> like i don't need i don't need the stress of like hoping pat like runs for a first down or like the the chad henny game against the browns i mean that was that was like it's an amazing memory but like it was miserable like that that's did, did i didn't ask did any of your buddies end up going last week so one of my buddies did end up going one of my buddies who lives here in St. Louis, not even in Kansas City, he drove for it. And I talked to him on Wednesday, and he said he still felt like shit. He said he still, he still was like, he's his, his, you know, his, he just did not feel right, right? Felt like he had uh, pneumonia or something, you know, he just, he felt like shit still. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, you see, you, you know, seeing everyone at those, those two games is just like, ah. Not me, man. Not for me. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. We are going to go ahead and get out of here. We will be back, uh, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll be back next week. We'll preview the championship games. And uh, yeah, everyone, uh, good luck with all your wagers and everything this weekend. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.